The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit picksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the United States? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Over $30,000 up for grabs over the season. Go to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win. $100,000 NFL week one exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome everyone to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. The 53 man roster has been set. Eagles are ready to go. The preseason is over, and now we must wait the kickoff against the Atlanta Falcons. What we're talking 10 days away right now as we tape this. Got a couple surprises on the 53 man roster. I, I think the first surprise, and we were uh, we weren't on uh, last week to break it down live, but Gardner Minshew has uh, has been traded to the Eagles. I was a fan of the trade. I, I said earlier on in the season they should get Gardner Minshew. I would rather have Gardner Minshew than Joe Flacco. I, I don't think you need them both, but I, I think Minshew has shown enough. He's a late round guy. He flashed enough, and again, I don't think Hertz is worried. About the heat that Gardner Minshew may bring him and his uh, awesome mullet and mustache, fun guy to have on the locker room. In the locker room, Rob, you seem to be anti-Minshew trade. Where are you at with Gardner Minshew becoming a Philadelphia Eagle? No, I'm not anti at all. I'm 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 on board with it. Look, I I agree with you, and I will attest. Sean was on the Minshew hype train early in the season. I I I think if Sean was in charge, there might be a legit QB controversy here, but um. Uh, look, I, I, I think clearly he's an upgrade over, uh, you know, Mullins. Um, so, you know, I, I don't have anything negative to say. I think it's likely he ends up the number two QB or, you know, maybe he's the number three QB in name only, but if it, something really happened to hurts, I think Minshew could be the one that ends up starting. So I do think it increases the room. I don't think we have to worry about, uh, you know, Hurts his feelings being hurt. I think he yeah. is confident. He is in charge, and you know, I think Howie even alluded to that in his press conference today. He he said something along those lines that um, you know Jalen's confident in himself and his position. Um, whether that was a subtle dig at a, another former QB, I don't know. But um, I like so it. Yeah, look, I like it. I think it strengthens the room overall. Justin, are you are you co-signing the Minshew trade? If you were Jalen Hurts, would you be worried about having Gardner Minshew as your number three? No, uh, I wouldn't be worried if I were Hurts. Um, I will say I originally didn't like the trade, um, as we talked about previously. And with Sean, you were the guy on the train, yes. uh, to begin with. So, uh, and I, I, I think I remember Minshewmania because <laughs> again, he looked pretty good his rookie year last year, kind of a disaster for the Jags. But again, we're just kind of, we don't know who's the, who the next quarterback is going to be. We're feeling good about Jalen hurts, but maybe it's not hurts. And who knows maybe in the perfect system, Minshew could be that guy again. How dare you, Sean, very small percentage chance. My, uh, my only concern here was the fact that, and we brought it up previously was just that it, it shortens the leash on hurts. Possibly. Um, I know Sirianni is probably going to do what he wants to do, but you cannot underestimate Philly fans. Right. And I think Hertz needs a little bit of time 
to get into this season, especially with not having that many preseason reps. Um, I've know I know that uh, you know we had those uh, team practices and whatnot with the Jets and the Patriots, and uh, the coaching staff seems to be really fine with those and not necessarily playing Hertz. But um, I think we need to you know give Hertz as long of as long of, of a leash as he needs this season in order to really see what we have under the hood with him. Um, those are the reasons why I kind of don't like it because of that shortened leash. Now uh, the reasons I do like it though is that. You know, we haven't seen much from Hertz. Um, he hasn't gotten that many snaps, if barely any, actually, um, in the preseason. So uh, Sirianni saying he looks great, you know, in practice and, you know, against the Pats and against the Jets. But we really haven't seen him in too many in-game situations with Sirianni as his coach now. Um, but ultimately, if you're looking at the 53-man roster, Minshew makes it better. If you want to look at it and it's totality and for the organization, he's a step up from Nick Mullins. And you might be able to argue you know, he could possibly be a step up from Flacco. So, yeah, I mean, I'd rather see him and, and Minshew isn't as mobile as Hertz and it, and you could make a case that maybe Hertz is right up there as one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league. But at least if Hertz went down, I think Gardner Minshew would be closer to giving you a skill set uh, similar to Hertz than, than, uh, than Joe. Flacco. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you'd have to adjust the offense if Flacco was going to be your guy. I don't see any of that happening because Jalen Hurts is the man with the plan rents due <laughs> I, I, again. It's, yeah. I mean, whenever you listen to this podcast, whatever day that is Jalen hurts is paying rent. Cause it's due every goddamn day. Uh, interesting there that Justin wanted to look under his hood, Justin, <laughs> will you respond to the uh, there's, there's a rumor going around that by, by hanging on to your, your uh, JJ or Sega white side uh, Jersey that you that alone willed him onto the roster. Also, pretty hilarious that you have a jersey of a guy who's now a punt gunner. <laughs> well, I will say, you know, we kept five receivers, you know, out of all that talent we had, and Whiteside happened to be one of them. Um, I saw a little bit of the hate, you know, out there about, hey, why do we keep Whiteside? You know, we got rid of Hightower. Um, you know, we didn't keep Fulgham either. Um, those guys now are on the practice squad, but I, I think Whiteside needs to be a starter. And I'll tell you why. I think, you know, he a starter. This, <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, the I mean, record, on the starter. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> you did check me well there on the 53 man roster. Um, I think he complements, you know, this receiving core well. You have Smith, Regor, Watkins. They're all similar body build. You know, they got the speed. Whiteside, though, is a guy, you know, you need to kind of. Uh, who could get physical, get those uh, passes if you need him to. Hopefully, we have yet to see that, but you know where I'm leading with that. And then we talk about special teams with him. I mean, he seems to be a good special teamer overall. Uh, I've seen, you know, the Mac Collins comparisons as of now. And you know what? That pretty much is what he is at this point. So. Wow. Matt, Mac was my boy. He never, uh, he never, he had that one bomb against the Redskins. That was <laughs> awesome. He cut an 80 yard pass on Monday night and then really kind of never did anything else except just made it very public that he liked to ride his bike. That seemed to be his biggest <laughs> contribution to the team. He and a knapsack, a right? And he liked riding a bike. All right, cool, man. Congrats. So I just want to chime in there. I'm actually pretty proud of the team for, you know, keeping Whiteside over Fulgham. I, I think you know, I, I think everyone would have assumed that they would have kept Fulgham after last year and that little stretch he had. But, you know, I think this was one that they got right. And by all accounts, by everything I read throughout camp, Whiteside outplayed Fulgham and and he deserved it, particularly, you know, and I think as how he acknowledged in his press conference, he he is a special teams contributor. Um so, you know, I'm glad they weren't pressured by those four games and I'm glad that they give it, gave it to the guy who outperformed in camp and, you know, whether Whiteside turns into anything more than a, you know, good role player or special teamer, probably unlikely, but I do think it was the right move. And ultimately all the other guys cleared waivers anyway. So they're still going to be on the team, uh, at least on the practice squad for now. Yeah. It's one of those things. I would have been annoyed if they kept or Sega Whiteside just because he was a high pick, but this honestly doesn't feel uh, like Howie meddling and trying to save face. I mean, making him the fifth receiver and special teams gunner isn't a real feather in Howie's cap here. I, I don't think that was the issue. I think he just he wanted to work hard. Fulgham and Hightower both have 
work ethic issues by by what you hear. And again, Fulgham is is so perplexing. Uh, there was that four game stretch. We thought we found To. I mean, Ruben Frank, a, a guy who's been covering the team for like forty years or something, he had an article. Did the did the Eagles find the next uh, To here? Because that's what he looked like. It was crazy. I, I still can't wrap my head around. And especially a guy. I don't understand how he doesn't want to work, dude. Do you realize you just got cut? You're hanging on to the into the league on the practice squad. You obviously have some ability to be really good. It's it's kind of insane, but I I think they made the the right choice here. And it does seem like Rager, Watkins, and uh, Devonta Smith are going to be our starting three receivers, which is which is really. Uh, what we were hoping for kind of all along. What about uh what about on the defensive side of the ball? Didn't seem like a ton of surprises. Jordan Howard getting cut, kind of a surprise, but then they they threw him on the practice squad. I, I don't know if there was any other massive surprises on, on the defensive side. It seemed like the the surprises were just basically Fulgham getting cut. Jordan Howard getting cut, but both those guys uh, ended up right back on the practice squad. And who knows? They they could have a, a couple more tricks up their sleeve here. Fifty three man roster, defensive side. Any any thoughts, Justin? Anything that kind of shocked you as far as what they did, who they kept? Uh, no, not too much. I mean, it seems like we we kept the guys we needed to and that were necessary. I mean, uh, I would have liked to have seen, you know, maybe Elijah Riley, you know, get a get a spot there, but. You know, he uh, he's a guy who's now on the practice squad. Uh, Jacoby Stevens, you know, as a linebacker, uh, maybe to give us a little bit of depth. But, I mean, that's it's not doing too much to it. So, overall, I liked it. I mean, we have 90 linemen. So, it seems like we got the talent there. We we have what we, we need in order to push this defense. It, it, it's going to be interesting. They keep talking, and the beat reporters keep alluding to, this Jonathan Gannon scheme. There's a lot of uh, different fronts, a lot of stuff they might not see, you know, they, they didn't show in preseason. I'm really excited to kind of see what interesting packages they bring in. And, and by all accounts, turnovers are going to be a big part of the plan uh, for the Eagles when they face off against the Falcons, obviously week one and, and throughout the rest of the season, Rob, any other, any other thoughts on the 53 man roster, what we got here right now? No, I, I mean, look, I think largely they got it right based on, you know, everything I've seen and everything I've read. Um, you know, I was happy to see, uh, you know, not the 53 man roster, but um, the uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but the offensive lineman that they were able to sign to the uh, practice squad, the uh, Raven Clark, yeah, uh, Clark. <laughs> Um, you know, it sounds like, I know he was hurt in the past, but you know, it sounds like he still has some potential. And, uh, I read that he, you know, had other offers for the practice squad, but actually wanted to keep working with stout. So that's a good, you know, that that's a good thing to hear again. It's, you know, I I certainly think Stoutland's one of our best coaches. So I was happy about that, you know, as to the defense, um, I, I don't really see any surprises about who they kept and cut. I, I will say the one thing I am a little surprised about, um, I, it would not have surprised me if they would have tried to pick anyone up on waivers to try to bolster the defense a little, maybe the secondary linebacker, yeah, uh, something like that. And who knows, maybe they tried and, and they didn't, but they, you know, they have pretty high priority. So um, I was a little surprised there was no waiver action and, you know, that may not be done. Obviously the roster can still uh, move a little bit, but um, you know, overall, I think it, it shook out as I thought it would. Yeah. And uh, Landon Dickerson uh, made the 53, which there was some back and forth as to whether he would just be put on IR or IR designated to return, whatever that was. So that's a good sign that he may be, will be playing this season. I mean, there was thoughts out there. He's of course the uh, second round pick, the stud offensive lineman with a crazy injury history. Uh, at Alabama that maybe he would have to sit out the entire season or, you know, kind of use this as a red shirt. So the fact that he's, uh, he made the 53 and I think he's on like the, the pup or I forget what they did with him exactly on the roster, but that's a good sign uh, that at least he's uh, progressing there and made the 53 man roster. And same with McLeod as well. He was activated uh, and, and put on the roster. So I mean, certainly we expected him to play these this season, but that's a good sign for him trending to, you know, potentially be ready for week one. 
Yeah. And, and that kind of brings me to, uh, we got some, uh, a bunch of stuff to hit on, but looking at the 53 man roster, to me, the biggest hole that jumps out is still the, the secondary on the defensive side. I, I know we brought in Anthony Harris. We have McLeod, but again, like, like Rob just said, he's coming off this injury. Will he be ready? We've had so much trouble guarding the tight end. And then after, after McLeod and Harris, it gets super thin. Yeah. Marcus Epps really unproven. Kayvon Wallace kind of hot. We were high on him as a, as a draft pick, but he hasn't done anything. He's dealing with injuries. And then same thing with quarterback. I mean, Darius Slay is good, probably above average cornerback. But after that, I mean, Steve Nelson, AKA Steven Nelson, Vontae Maddox, okay, slot guy. Then you got Zach McPherson and Josiah Scott. It feels like the secondary is really, really thin. Justin, what do you think? Hey, what looking at this 53 man roster, what's our biggest hole right now? Yeah, I had the the secondary down, specifically the corners, but actually before that, I had the linebacker linebackers here. I mean, Alex Singleton is great, but I think if he's your star at this point, I mean, you gotta you got to be a little bit worried there. He seems to stand out, but is that because, you know, somebody has got to make those tackles in the end? Um, I, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, PFF has the linebacking staff at uh, the linebacker crew here, ranked 29th overall. I mean, Davion Taylor, I have yet to figure what the heck, how he's playing <laughs> at this point. He was a third round pick. Um, Eric Wilson's great, but he's great in coverage. Um, he's not really a run stopper there. So, uh, I'm just waiting to see, you know, who can really step up a little bit more. Sean Bradley has been there for us a little bit. He seemed to look good this preseason overall. Fun, probably the biggest local kid. Yeah, probably the biggest jump as far athletically as that I've seen from the past season. But I'm I am really worried about this linebacker core right now. Yeah, and it's interesting they kept seven linebackers because they it feels like their base package is nickel, so they only have two linebackers on the field at a time. Certainly some of these guys are going to be playing special teams, but seven linebackers feels a hair high. I would have maybe added a sixth cornerback or, or a fifth safety, if anything, just for depth. Cause these other guys are so unproven and maybe, maybe cut a guy like Patrick Johnson, although Jannard Avery and, and some of these guys are kind of, I think will be playing like, especially Avery, maybe working in as a, uh, as a defensive end there. Mm-hmm. Or, but Rob, what do you think? What's our biggest yeah. hole? Yeah. I mean, so I think the hot take from that segment is Justin uh, referring to Alex Singleton is great. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, look, look, he I like him great. too. I think he, he has great out there, but that's because of our core. You know? well, yeah. I mean, I think he has upside, but uh, you know, if we're calling him great, I don't know what we're, you know, what bar we're setting for the defense. So uh, <laughs> I hope he proves to be great. That would be fantastic. But you know, look, I don't have much to add. You guys hit the nail on the head. It's clearly the defense, clearly the you know, linebacking core and secondary, which is troubling because it's, you know, two thirds of your defense out there. Um, you know, clear. I think the line is good. I think the line is clearly above average. Um, but that secondary I'm, I'm hoping Gannon schemes and his disguises and, you know, fresh look can help mask some of those, some of those problems. I, I do think though, although I'm concerned about the depth of our secondary, I actually think they have the chance to be pretty decent. I, I think Slay's going to have a better year than last year in a new scheme that, that is hopefully a little more cornerback friendly. And I think Steven Nelson is going to be at worst average and has the potential to maybe be a little better than that. So, um, you know, I'm not going to write the secondary off yet if they stay healthy, if not, and we, if we have to start getting into the depth guys, you know, then we're clearly going to be in trouble. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm excited right now that our offensive and knocking on wood and defensive line are, is healthy right now. Cause they're the oldest kind of group uh, that we have going right now. And luckily uh, not a huge, uh, yeah. no major health issue so far. Yeah. And you know, I, just to, to jump on that, I, I think that's something we need to acknowledge and, and, and should give some recognition to, I mean, I know there's a lot of criticism going around right now for how much the starters played in the preseason, or I should say how little the starters played in the preseason and including Jalen hurts. But, you know, I also think this is one of the years in recent memory that we are health. We are overall pretty damn healthy going into this season. Don't acknowledge and, me, Rob. Yeah. Knock on, <laughs> knock on wood. Just put it but, into uh, the universe. <laughs> you know, 
so, you know, maybe there is something to this, something to the practice style, something to, uh, you know, not playing those guys a lot in preseason. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. And apparently uh, one of the team doctors they brought over was a guy from the Rams and the Rams. If you, if you recall, like in the Sean McVay era are steadfast about not playing their starters and they've had really good injury luck. So maybe, uh, maybe that's going to change for us. All right. We're going to head over to the offense before we do want to shout out win bet, the presenting sponsor of the sports gambling podcast network. And of course the diehard Eagles podcast, you want to get in on the Eagles, a win total sitting at a a juicy six and a half. You want to get in on the Eagles to win the NFC East at plus 500. Let's fucking go Eagles to make the playoffs plus 300. You can get uh, down on all that action over at winbet.com, W I N N B E T.com or download the win betting app. And of course, make sure you check out Pixwise. Pixwise number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays helmed by a team of trend watching data devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction for every game, every day, and every sport all for free. Visit pixwise.com to make your next bet better. Pixwise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone, you know, wants help call 1-800 gambler, Rob, you're kind of hitting on it and a good place to pick up here. Did we see enough of Jalen hurts in the preseason? I wanted to see more, but maybe that's just because I'm a fan. And I and again, rents due every day. I want to see him cash those rent checks. It, it was just a bit of a tease. I guess I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they got game level work in during these joint practices. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just wanted to see more. I can't tell as a fan or or as someone who just thinks Hertz needs to work on more stuff. Did we see enough Hertz in preseason, Rob? I mean, I think the answer is, you know, no, I would have liked to see him a little more, but I think in fairness to them, they were going to play him a little more. Clearly they were going to play him that second game. He had that Got issue that held him out as, as precautionary. So, um, I, you know, I know then a lot of people wanted to see them, him the third game, but I was fine keeping him out the third game at that point, let him rest, let him come in healthy for the season. Um, so I would, I've liked to see him in that second game. Yes, but I do think they intended to, um, but at the same time, it's hard to me. It's hard for me to imagine that had he played an extra three series in game three or whatever it was four series that that would have made some tremendous difference going into the season. Uh, you know, I just don't think it would have, maybe it gives them a little extra confidence. Maybe it helps us as a fan have confidence, but you know, look, he's going to have a few lumps during the start of the year. No way. That's to be expected. I still think he's <laughs> going to play well and you know, by all counts he's had a good camp. Yeah, Justin, uh I mean, again, we're 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 walking this line of wanting him to get sharp but also not wanting him to get injured. Did they play too conservative here? I think they did a bit. Yeah, I think he should have played, you know, at least a quarter, if not a half. I mean, you see like Daniel Jones is out there, Trevor Lawrence, even, you know, they're getting the oh, rest. Daniel Jones, one of the best young I know, well, in the league. We you beat just, me to it. Uh, we we, we were in a thread with uh, our good friend, uh, Brandon, and he seems to think that uh, Daniel is uh, the second coming. He was, here. He was higher on Daniel Montana. Jones than, uh, than, than <laughs> Jalen Hurts, which to me is an insane opinion to have. We don't know if Jalen Hurts sucks yet. It could be. I don't think he sucks, but again, that's in the realm of possibility. I've seen Daniel Jones for two years, eight and 18 as a starter, more turnovers than touchdowns. This is the NFL in 2020. <laughs> you throw 11 passing touchdowns. I get it. You want to blame Jason Garrett and everything they have around him, but at some point, he's just not good. He has no perception in the pocket. He goes back there, sits back there, doesn't feel pressure. I mean, he's, he's completely numb to any sort of pressure and he just, and, and, and the giants, he's not going to get any better because the giants didn't do anything to make their offensive line. I mean, thank God they drafted Kadarius Tony instead of Elijah Vera Tucker, who's having a great camp <laughs> and could actually give the guy some time. And maybe he would uh, grow to be a good uh, quarterback, but uh, we don't know if Jalen hurts sucks. We know if Daniel Jones sucks and he does. Sorry. All right, Sean, uh, I, <laughs> sorry to get you fired up there, but uh, as I was pointing out, there were other quarterbacks, you know, that played, it got quite a few snaps in I mean, uh, that Patrick, last Mahomes. Game. Patrick Mahomes played a bunch. <laughs> I mean, is that, 
is that crazy to me? That's crazy. But so I, I just think for a guy who's only had, you know, four starts in the NFL, it would have been nice for him to get a few more reps before the beginning of the season. Um, that said, I mean, I do understand uh, Rob's point there. He is coming in healthy, which is the main thing. And it is a 17 game season. So how much does a quarter or a half really matter? I mean, we're never really going to know. Um, I just, I guess maybe selfishly would have liked to have seen what, uh, you know, Sirianni has been dialing up with Hertz there. So, yeah. And, and part of it was the schedule where they were having these, the starters go all out in these joint practices and hot and you know, it's hot, it's humid. They're sweating their ass off. And then if they're going to play the the game, you know, a day later, two days later, you're just asking for soft tissue injury. So uh, yeah, I think you got to kind of pick one or the other, as far as what you want to go all out in. And I guess it's a, you know, the joint practice, you can control the environment a little bit more, but I, I would have liked to see uh, hurts in the preseason. I, I think the other thing too, Sean, with them picking up Minshew and you know, all the Deshaun Watson talk and stuff like that too. You just kind of want to see, you know, what's happening with hurts. Yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, we didn't list it on the rundown here, but they did name Jalen hurts. The starter breaking news where everyone knew he was the starter. Now it comes out that Deshaun Watson, apparently not willing to waive his no trade clause to Philadelphia. Rob, does this officially close the book on uh, Deshaun Watson being an Eagle at least in 2021? It has to, right? Yeah. I mean, we can only hope. I, yeah. I, I certainly hope so. Uh, you know, I think all of us are on the same page. None of us want that trade to happen. We want to see what we have in Hertz. So, um, you know, look, he's probably smart not waving it to come here. The fans could be brutal. Um, oh yeah, and and so much. And, it's a it's a much tougher media market than let's say the Miami Dolphins or even or even Denver. Yeah, uh, and look, even without that, I'm not. I'm still not convinced we were making that trade or that any team is making that trade right now. I, yeah. I, I don't see it happening, um, but I'm happy the Eagles are not, and I'm happy we're moving forward with Hertz. Yeah, it, it does feel good. But speaking of trades, this uh, rumor kind of leaked out that the Vikings lost Irv Smith Jr., uh, their tight end, and apparently there was some talk with the Eagles about potentially trading Dallas Goddard, which is kind of crazy because Goddard has even talked to, to has opened up that apparently they're also working on an extension with Dallas Goddard, maybe the Eagles were just trying to see if they could completely fleece the Vikings. But Justin, do you, what do you think Howie was asking for, uh, for Dallas Goddard? It would have to be a pretty high pick. Yeah. I was actually going through this in my head. I mean, I think, you know, if he could fleece him, if he could get a second or, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine he could get a first for him, but yeah. I mean, who knows? Um, but I I was just thinking about it. I don't have a problem with them at least shopping Goddard, kicking the tires on what they could get for him. He's he's what? Maybe at best the top 15 tight end right now. I mean, in 2018, he had 33 receptions, 58 in 2019, which was his best season, and 600 yards. I mean, last season he only played 11 games. He had a decent amount of yards with over 500, but he's not – I don't know. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. At the same time, I think when you're in Philly, you, you start to think he's better than he really is. Um, hopefully the best is yet to come, but I don't have a problem with them trying to shop him if they can get something good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's Mr. Potential. And this, this year seemed like the year where we get to find out is Dallas Goddard a really a, a true tight end number one. But if you were, if you were to trade him, I don't know. You would almost have to get a first because you drafted him as a second round pick. Uh, he he seemingly has done a pretty good job to the point that you're going to extend him as your second round pick. Then you would have to get something better than that. I mean, you hit on a second round pick for whatever reason. Howie Roseman can't hit on first round picks, but second round picks <laughs> they've had a better rate at. So you hit on this guy. So obviously you're high on him to the point that you're discussing extending him to, to give that up. I think you would need per, something pretty high. I mean, I'm fine with him shopping him around. Cause again, he shouldn't be untouchable. He's Dallas Goddard, but yeah, I, I guess I was just surprised to hear it. Rob, do you, you, I think when you sent this, you, your response was that it was just how he kind of fishing for uh maybe an opportunity a la the uh, Sam Bradford trade. 
Yeah, I think that's all this was. I, I, I think, look, I mean, anyone's available for a price. And if mm-hmm. he could have fleeced them because they were desperate, you know, sure, you consider it. But, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with Justin. I don't think you can even consider a second round pick. I don't think that's even near high enough like for a, a, a tight end that was taken in the second who's coming into his prime. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say he might be around a top 15 tight end now, but. I think he's clearly poised where after this season, he, he could very like what likely be a top 10 tight end. Um, you know, he's on the upswing. He's, you know, should get more touches this year than ever with, you know, uh, you know, a new scheme and with, you know, seemingly hurts, not being hurts, not being the overwhelming number one target. So I think his numbers are only going to improve. And in fairness to Goddard, you know, he had kind of a quiet, camp in terms of like, you didn't hear those like flashy things, but I have read a lot of reports that he actually had a very good camp. In other words, the the news, the lack of daily stories about him wasn't because he was having a a bad camp. Actually from everything I've read, he had a very good camp. So I I just don't see how you could trade him long-term. I still think having two tight ends is an asset and I'm fine having uh, you know, Earth stay on the team as well. If he ultimately stays here, we'll see. But um, it seems like it's trending. He may end up here the whole season. Yeah, and the, and the and Zach Ertz finally spoke to the media first time since last season, where he basically kind of said goodbye, got emotional, and now he he dyed his hair blonde, but he's back. He's sticking with the team, and by all accounts, it sounds like. Zach Ertz had a conversation with management and they told him, Hey, we're not going to trade you. He said he, he alluded to, you know, apologies being said and, and fences being mended. He said he wants to finish his career here in Philadelphia. I, I don't think he'd be saying that if there wasn't some sort of conversation, I, if, if Howie really hangs him out to dry like this saying, Hey, we're going to keep you. We're not going to trade you and then trades you that's kind of doing him dirty. And I do think Zach deserves better than that. I mean, I was fine with them trading Zach Ertz, but you can't, you got to respect him enough to be like, Hey dude, we're going to try and trade you. It didn't work out. And now we're going to keep you. And maybe, uh, maybe just from hanging around Sirianni, it seems like even Zach Ertz is buying in. We don't see him, uh, you know, flipping his shirt inside out or whatever sort of weird protest he was doing. Uh, Justin, what do you think the the target split between Goddard and Ertz is going to be? Is is it going to be sixty percent Goddard, forty percent Ertz, vice versa, fifty fifty? Uh, like, what are we looking at? So I'm thinking it's going to maybe fifty fifty. Honestly, between those two, Ertz seems to be on the downswing. Hopefully, Goddard's on the upswing at this point. Yeah, um, you got a new quarterback in there. Wentz used to have Ertz as like his go-to guy. So you don't know what's going to happen with Hertz there. So I'm thinking more 50, 50. I want to say though, that Ertz just did himself a huge favor with that text that he put out. I mean, I think that he really solidified a legacy in Philly by, you know, coming back saying he loves, you know, that, you know, uh, he wants to stay in Philly. Um, he loves it here. Whatnot. I mean, Philly really likes drama. And they like even more when you're able to withstand the drama. And I think him coming through and being able to say that, I mean, people are going to get behind him a lot more than obviously they were. It is funny. It seems as Philly sports fans, it seems it's very easy to know what the right thing is (laughs) to say publicly to the fan base. Right. I mean, Jalen hurts. All he says is I want to show up. I want to work. I don't care who you bring in. I'm going to work. I rent is due. I'm a dog. I, I don't give a shit. I just, I just want to play football and and we're all lapping <laughs> it up. We're like, we love this guy. He knows what this says, all the right things. And then guys like Wentz or Ben Simmons, they, they just don't seem to get it when it's very obvious what you're supposed to say or how you're supposed to handle yourself in, in Philadelphia. Even a guy like Bryce Harper, all you say is like, I love the city of Philadelphia. I just want to win championships and work hard. And people are like, I love that guy. You know, it's, it's not that hard. Rob, what do you think the split is going to be uh, target wise between Ertz and Goddard? I think it's going to be more like 60, 40 Goddard. I think they have to see what they have in him, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be overwhelming like an 80, 20 or anything like that. And, you know, I, I did watch Ertz's press conference. I, I think, 
you know, I do think he loves this city, first of all. And I do think he is an all-time Eagle. Yeah. Uh, whether, you know, I'm surprised they didn't move on from him because it seemed like that's where it was trending. But I, in no way, in, in no way am I upset that he's back. Um, I think, Sean, they did ask him about the inside-out shorts. And I I, I might have heard this incorrect, but he said something like, I don't know if you guys heard, but we're a Reebok house now or something like that. So oh, I, I don't so know if it was right. like Nike mm. shorts, but oh, I, I may have heard that wrong. But so anyway, I wanted to touch upon another interesting thing that I thought he said in his press conference. And it was when he talked about Nick Sirianni. And again, I thought it came across as another player who was impressed and has bought into Sirianni. And he talked about how even at this point in his career, he is really learning things from Sirianni from a receiving perspective. We, we've heard over and over that Sirianni is uh, you know, some somewhat of a receivers coach. He has experience in that and he has focused a lot on that. And he talked about how he's essentially a technician and how he focuses on the details and, you know, just that how he is learning from, from him, even at this point in his career. And, you know, to me, that is just so encouraging to hear that, you know, I, I want a coach who's focused on the details. I want a coach that's harping on those details. And, you know, we never really heard that from the last coaching staff that they were obsessed with the little details. And uh, so again, I, I think his press conference came across as a vote of confidence to Sirianni. He said, he's having fun. He's enjoying practice. Um, so, you know, that's, that was a big takeaway that I came away with. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And that to me is the most exciting part that even a guy like Zach Ertz, who is a veteran kind of wanted, uh, wanted out of Philadelphia and he's buying in, he's drinking some sort of a Sirianni Kool-Aid. So I think it's not just the fan base and some of the media that are, that are kind of, uh, you know, hopping on the uh, Nick Sirianni hype train. It seems like genuinely some of these vets and, and definitely vets that have a voice in the locker room are hopping on as well. All right. We're going to uh, do, do some uh, stock up, stock down for the entire uh, camp and preseason. Before we do that, I want to shout out prize picks. That's right. Prizepicks.com. You want daily fantasy simplified. You got to go to prizepicks.com. It's easy to play. All you do is uh, pick over and under on players and their stats you can do weekly. They even have some NFL futures, college football, NBA, uh, right around the corner. Baseball. If you got some uh, baseball guys wanting to get involved, very easy to play. You can do a, a three entry uh, contest. You hit all three, go three for three. You turn twenty dollars into one hundred dollars. It's uh, very easy. Head over to PrizePicks.com and use that promo code SGP for a 100% deposit match up to $100. And of course, also propswap.com, baby. Gambling season is upon us. We're going to be out in Las Vegas uh, next week for NFL week one. I know I'm going to be uh, grabbing some more uh, bets and uh, maybe be uh, selling some on PropSwap. I don't know. I, I'm sitting on this Nick Sirianni 50 to one coach of the year. I think it's already down to 35 to one. I could head over to propswap.com and list it. And uh, you know, sell it for the uh, price at forty to one, which would be a guaranteed profit for me and a and a um, you know a better price than uh, some people uh, have on the marketplace. So, check out PropSwap.com. They just revamped the whole site. They got a, a nice little uh, ticket filtering system over there as well. PropSwap.com and use that promo code SGP for up to a five hundred dollar deposit bonus. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including the UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's Serie A, Argentina's Primera Division, the Brasileiro, NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers featuring the stars from the US and Mexican men's national teams, plus much, much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all of the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's games live here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. Stock up, stock down, final. Stock up, stock down for camp. There's some easy ones in here and there's some, there's some, there's some tougher ones that are kind of more fun. Justin, I'll let you uh, go first here. Give us your stock up for camp. 
stock up? I mean, for camp, I mean, Quez, right? Wasn't he the biggest, Locking brightest up. spot of this entire camp? Um, he's the guy who really took advantage of the situation that he had. He was able to show what he had, uh, not only in practice, but uh, during that uh, pre- uh, key uh, preseason game there. Um, I mean, who's brighter than him right now? Yeah, no, I mean, Quez is a layup, kind of came out of nowhere. And again, maybe there is something to Sirianni getting the most out of these receivers, both him and and Rager, we're, we're seeing a nice little jump here. So yeah, Quez is definitely a stock up Rob. What about you? Who's your stock up? Yeah. I mean, I could go with one of the obvious guys like Quez or my or something like that, but uh, you know, I'm going to go with a little different one. I, I'm going to say Tyree Jackson. Um, you know, he's an interesting uh, guy on the team. He, he, you know, is made the team as a tight end, even though he's injured and is going to probably go on some kind of reserve if he's not already, at least for part of the season. Um, But, you know, the fact that he showed some flashes and the fact that he seems to be taking to that position in his first year to earn a roster spot. I mean, I think clearly you have to say his stocks up. They see some potential in them that, you know, it was worth keeping him on the 53 and clearly they were worried if they didn't, you know, another team might've poached him. Yeah, no, that's uh, and and Jack Stoll stock up from his stock being not even knowing who Jack Stoll was to a guy <laughs> that made the fifty-three man roster. I, I did not see that coming uh, at all. But I, I I think for me, I'm going to go Milton Williams. He was a guy third round pick, you know, kind of like hey, whatever. I I think of our draft picks, didn't see a lot of chatter about him. But he's he's had a great camp. He's getting pressure in games. They're using him in uh, defensive end rotation uh, for some pass rushing opportunities. And man, this defensive line—you know—you get a healthy Hargrave, a healthy Cox. Uh, I mean, Derek Barnett is banged up, but we're kind of used to that at this point. And you know, Brandon Graham still got a little left in the tank, and Josh Sweat kind of coming out of nowhere. Uh, Milton Williams is a nice young depth piece, and uh, definitely stock up for him in this camp so far, Justin, what about stock down? What are you doing? Uh, you guys aren't going to like this, but right now I'm going to say hurts. Um, I've been high on him, but I haven't been able to see much of him. So why would I, you know, I've invested a lot of money in, and time and love into him at this Wait, point. What and you invest in him? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking stocks, right? So uh, but I haven't seen it pay off yet. Oh. And I'm looking to see where the payout is. And right now I just got to see him on the field. I, I really want to see what he could do with Sirianni at the helm. Uh, this is a horrible stock down Rob. Yeah. Please yeah. save the program. You're so afraid to love Justin. I just don't get it. I, mean, I invested my I, love in him. Just stop. <laughs> I haven't seen it. What do you mean? <laughs> oh man. You know, this one I'm gonna I am gonna go with a little more of an obvious one. Clearly, Dillard, his stock is down. He he got beat. You know, I know Sirianni tried to sugarcoat it and, and make it sound like it was a really close competition and that Mylotta just won it, but by all counts, it really wasn't that close. Or at least it didn't sound that close. So, you know, I think it get it it gets masked a little bit by how great of a story Mylotta is coming in, you know, as what the seventh round draft pick and and ascending to a starting left tackle. It's an unbelievable story. And I think Howie deserves a lot of credit to that. But you know, at the same time, Dillard was a first round pick and is now, uh, you know, getting beat out. And, you know, I don't know where he's really going to fit other than a depth player. I don't know that he has a lot of versatility to play elsewhere on the line. So, um, you know, I think you have to say his stocks down right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it got a tiny bump from that jets game by all accounts. He played really well, but again, it didn't sound like the jets were playing a ton of their starters, but it, Hey, at least it's something for Dillard there at the end. Otherwise his camp was like you said, Rob, pretty, pretty shitty, uh, pretty. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but, uh, but shitty, I think there's a couple you could do here. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go Travis Fulgham. I know we've already kind of shit on it, but it's just, it was just so annoying and maybe I drafted too much of him in uh, fantasy best ball. I think I have <laughs> an insane amount of shares of him because every time in the last round, in the 18th round, I would go, 
Oh, Fulgham. I mean, that guy was had uh, four awesome games. You you could talk yourself into it. And uh, come on, screw you, Fulgham. Like, what the fuck? Now you're back on the practice squad. You got to fight your way back onto the team. It just makes no sense. Uh, God, that guy is really annoying. So, massive stock down and uh, also stock down for Justin for uh, putting Hertz on his stock down. So, I'll extend it <laughs> to Justin. Uh, last two before we get into it in, uh, next week, or uh, maybe we'll, I don't know, we'll figure out when we're going to do the. Uh, official week one preview podcast, maybe uh, early next week, get it out there, get everyone jacked up. That will be the next uh, podcast we drop. But before then, as we look ahead towards the season, the uh, you know thing you're most worried about and most confident, uh, obviously the secondary is, is a pretty big worry for me, but I, I, here's what I'll say as far as like what I'm concerned about for the Eagles is, uh, is that Jalen hurts and the offense just don't click. Uh, I think that to me could be a bit of an issue again, not playing in the preseason, a bunch, maybe getting a little bit out of sorts. I think what's going to save us is his ability to run. And the fact that the guy's just such a fucking gamer, but I'm worried about the offense coming out and not being crisp. That to me is probably one of my biggest worries outside of the secondary, which we've kind of hit on Justin. What about you? Biggest, biggest worry. My biggest worry overall is, is yeah, the defense and the secondary. I mean, I just, uh, there were a lot of three and outs, you know, uh, or there weren't enough three and outs, I should say during the preseason games. Um, I'm still, you know, curious about Gannon. Um, I'm still trying to figure him out as a defensive coordinator, what he's able to do with the talent that he has on that side of the ball. It'll be interesting to see. That's uh, my biggest overall worry there. Most confident though. I, I love our wide receiving core right now. And, and even Sanders at running back. I mean, that that's a lot of talent to have on one side of the ball. Uh, we discussed Goddard and Ertz as well. I mean, it seems like the offense can, can have, can be super successful as long as Hertz is able to be successful as well. So we'll see what happens, but that's where my confidence lies at the moment. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. The receivers. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling high on the receivers, but they're just so young and unproven, but I, it, it does feel like there's a, there's a world where everything kind of comes together. Right. Uh, I think the receivers much like Hertz massively high ceiling, but also massively low floor. Like it could go both ways uh, pretty quickly. I think Rob, a lot of speed though, a lot of speed. Yeah. Uh, probably the fastest team we've had in a while. And I think last year we were like one of the slowest teams, uh, which again, you lose to Sean Jackson. That certainly doesn't help. But uh, Rob, what about you? What what are the biggest concerns? Things you're most confident in? Yeah, I mean, clearly the concerns are the defense. I think there's just so many unknowns. We don't know. We don't really know what the scheme is going to be. We know it's going to be dynamic. We know there's going to be multiple looks, which I'm excited about, and I'm all for. But we just don't know how is it going to come together. Um, I, you know, on the flip side, I am strangely, as Justin said, very optimistic about this offense. Uh, you know, I just think looking at them on paper, they have the tools to be a pretty good offense. I mean, the offensive line is healthy. You could argue they're one of the better offensive lines in the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as they stay healthy. Oh, so yeah. Hertz has the benefit of that. You have two very good tight ends, you know, one of the best tight end duos in the league, probably you have, uh, you know, Miles Sanders in the backfield. You have Kenny Gainwell in the backfield who I'm high about. I think Jordan Howard ends up coming back to the uh, 53 at some point, he's going to get some game action. I, I think he was probably a release as a vest- vested veteran. They knew he wouldn't hit the waiver and they could get him back. So, you know, he could still be a decent change of pace back. He had a good camp. And then, you know, the receivers, you're right. They're unproven, but I like them. I like the speed. I, I think, I don't know that I a hundred percent disagree with Sean that they have a really low floor. I, I think Rager and Watkins, we don't know the floor, but I, I don't, Yeah. I don't think true. Smith has a low floor. I think Smith, you know, I think he has a high ceiling, but I also think he has a pretty high floor. I mean, just from the little clips we've seen of Smith in the preseason and in practice, I mean, he does have an uncanny ability to create separation. Now he has to stay healthy. He has to stay on the field, but I do think we could see something special from him. So 
I mean, when you put that all together, the offense really does have the tools to, you know, especially if the receivers can, can turn out and continue to develop to put up some points this year. So is there going to be some, you know, gelling? Is there going to be some bumps in the road? Sure. But I, I do think this team could be able to score some points. Um, and it's going to be exciting to see what Sirianni can do on offense. You know, you know, the other thing we haven't touched upon a lot is we are going to have the element of surprise. I mean, yeah. both on offense and defense, no one truly knows what our schemes are going to be at this point. I mean, they have a sense of Sirianni clearly from the Colts, but you know, he didn't call the plays with the Colts. So are, is he going to have his own wrinkles? So, you know, we, we definitely can use that to our advantage early in the season. Yeah. And I think there is uh, I think there's something to that. And, he, and he's kind of alluded to that. We saw Doug Peterson start out three and L eventually they went seven and nine, but I, I think there is something early in the season and the Eagles have some, you know, some tough games early on in the season, couple of road games in there that uh, could be tricky. So if they can use the element of surprise and the fact that we don't, you know, there's no film on us uh, to their advantage, I think uh, could be, could be huge. I, again, coming back for me, the confidence just lies all in our offensive and defensive line. It, they, I mean, we could really, you look at a, a site like establish the run. They have us as uh, top six offensive and defensive line. If we can kind of maintain that or play up to those expectations, I, I think you dominate the line play in this league. You make everyone's job a whole lot easier and you keep yourself in a bunch of games. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to as we count down to the 2021 season. Next podcast, we'll be breaking down the game where we head to the Atlanta Falcons right now. Eagles three and a half point dogs over at win bet total sitting at a uh, 51 and a half last I look. So get in over there, get involved in the action. For the Dire Eagles podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green. Poor Rob, poor Justin. A go, birds. Go birds.